Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Product Coffee podcast where product management leaders share stories, advice, and thoughts on all things product over a cup of coffee. Grab a cup of joe and join us to level up your product career 30 minutes at a time. Maybe that could be our topic for today is uh, talking about changing companies. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Yeah. Changing companies. What are the differences? What are the similarities? What are the challenges? Yeah, there's so, there's so much so much good stuff there. So, Lou, you yeah. recently made a transition, and you're you're right in the thick of it. So, let, let's get in the weeds. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's a that's a good point. Announcement for those on the podcast: I've um, moved away from my my job leading direct to consumer at Ibotta and joined a uh, smaller startup around 100, 150 employees or so as a uh, principal PM there to help lead product strategy and, and build up some new things. And, you know, obviously that's a, that's a large amount of change for, for my career, right. Going one from a, a high, like heavy management role back a little bit into an IC role and um, size of company is totally different, right. I bought is much later stage and the new company that I've uh, gone to for the, for the principal PM role is, um, you know, uh, let's put it, uh, let's see, like one, I would say like, 15, 20% of the size of Ibotta. So yeah, it's totally, it's totally different. It's been a new world. So this week I've been dealing with the the change management of going from yeah. point A to point B. Well, so we don't have to touch too much on it, but I'd love to hear like what, if you can kind of summarize what the inspiration for the change is in careers. Yeah. There, there was a few things. I mean, so, you know, first off, I mean, I really enjoyed working at Ibotta and got a lot of a lot of great things out of there. And for me, what I was starting to come up to is in the later stage of the business, I was finding that it was getting harder and harder to make, you know, the impact that I wanted to make, you know, you know, a lot of things between changes in company strategy to um, where they were just uh, ultimately started making me feel like I wasn't able to contribute as much valuably as I really wanted to. And that was kind of like the the premise for it. And so I started looking around and we all know what the, you know, what the market's like today. I, I've raised my hand and um, a f- bunch of people in our network were like, Hey, come, you know, we, yeah, of course, we'd love to have you come interview. And so I went through that process and um, you know, I, I'll say I, I rate, I, I took a little bit of an approach, you know, after talking with Kevin about this and um, realistically, I wanted to, have an impact. I wanted to be in a place where I thought I could grow um, a little faster, and also most, and also you know, I was also interested in some of the short term ben- and some of the benefits as well. And um, yeah, this seemed like a, a good fit. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I, I know a lot of folks are going through career transitions. So um, at this, you know, during this market, um, being as, as nice as it is, um, the grass isn't always as greener, right? Lou? <laughs> I, oh, man. I know you're going through this and, and it's probably, you know, I mean, there's, there's always pros and cons when you enter into a new job. And, um, you know, with, with doing that, there's so much change, right? There's so much that's different, so much that you were used to, or, you know, got really good at, especially being at a job longer than, you know, a year or so, right. Cause you've established a, you know, your, your kind of working operating um, procedures. And now, now that kind of gets flipped on its head. So what, what are the big ones for you? Oh man. Well, uh, I'll start with, I'll start with this one. So obviously I said, I, I'm doing some work as an, in an IC role right now. Um, what that means for me is like, fundamentally, I'll say the first bit of change, right. I, I walked away you know, when I left Ibotta there, you know, somebody could ask me a question about their system. And to be honest, I, I pretty much knew exactly where, who to talk to, what, you know, what it was built like, what its challenges, its strengths and weaknesses are, what the architecture and the platform looked like. You know, I just had all of that year's worth of knowledge built up and then coming into the new org and trying to, and I kind of put pressure on myself, maybe in a bad way, but wanting to like get up to speed on that so quickly to have that sense of comfort and knowledge that I had. And I'll say that was the first big like change is, is just coming in and just going. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. That, no, that, that, that part is so hard, I think. And, you know, jumping around to different careers, I've definitely experienced that and exposed to it. And you're right. Like you get to a point where you're operating at such a, a caliber that's hard to, you know, restart and do it from scratch. Right. And, uh, the the one bit of advice I would have for you at your, at your point right now is, um, don't get too overwhelmed. Right. (laughs) I think especially like you just take it slow, you know, take it day at a time and continue to gain knowledge here and there and be forgiving to yourself because you shouldn't be expected to know everything day one, but yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's crazy. That's it. That's good advice. I was going to ask you for, for that. I think the, you know, the other thing is I, I feel like at this point I'm having to uh, swallow a little bit of my, my own medicine, right? We talk, one of the big things that I've done over the last you know couple of years is onboarding for new product managers at a company. And, and part of what always led to my success in being able to onboard is because I was like, yeah, I've done, done the role before. So I understand what it's like and here's who to go to. And you know, I'm kind of having to take my own medicine about patience and you're not going to know everything and ask lots of questions and, you know, try to go for some quick wins, you know, make some decisions. It's pretty funny. Like just, just reliving that life. (laughs) Yeah. So instead of like talking about the process of it all, because I think there's so much on that. What about like the specific nuances and product that are you, that you're experiencing? Like, I know you said, um, with the Ibotta, you had like an in-house dev team and now Speckit, it doesn't look like that, right? Yeah. So Speckit's uh, development team is, uh, is predominantly in Pakistan, though I think we're, I haven't gotten able to figure out exactly how many are in the U.S. versus how many are abroad. It's a growing number in the U.S. And as a result, you know, um, you don't have 
everybody like continuously available, you know, for, for your calls, like your, the squad structure is a little bit different. You know, we don't have a traditional engineering manager um, role and a lot of the work here. So in the past, you know, the way that we kind of handled things is I would say, Hey, you know, here's the initiative. And I'd work with my engineering manager, engineering manager would work with the team and they would break that down into the bite-sized bits that the team needed. Here, we're kind of doing a little bit more of that. Um, at least I'm seeing that we're doing a little bit more of that upfront work and those approvals and um, some a little bit more detail-oriented because of how we have to hand things off overseas. And it's just a different process. It's not, a, not right. better or worse, just just different. And, you know, I think for, for me, it's like a, uh, you know, it adds to that level of just learning, right? And that you you spend years kind of, perfecting how you work at another business. And then you have to realize, oh yeah, now I need to figure out how to work at this business and at what works right. for them, you know? So I'm curious when you say that, like the more details and, you know, getting approval, I mean, you're, you're kind of bleeding into waterfall in no, I mean, like this is a little bit like that when you're working with contractors, but it, maybe, maybe not like, what are the, it's probably yeah. too early for it's probably too early for me to tell. Um, sure. The first the first squad, you know, I, right. I join on here and the first squad that we're spinning up uh, officially kicks off this coming Monday. So mm-hmm. in, in the handful yeah. of the grand total of five days now that I've been here, um, spending a lot of time just experimenting with the product. You don't already know five days in? Dude, man, I'm. <laughs> it, it's the funniest, like most humbling thing. And, you know, this was also one of the things why I was excited to go back into an IC role a bit before managing again, is that I do like doing the work. I like mm-hmm. to know what I'm getting people into when they join my team. And I like to know how to coach them. And I kind of can't do that. If I go into management on day one, I kind of feel like I need to put myself in that shoe first. Otherwise, because I felt like that was something that always made me stronger as a manager at Ibotta because I knew what it was like. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. I mean, you've pivoted around like, you know, a whole bunch in the last couple of years oh, whole what, what, how did how does this relate like does it does this resonate with the experience oh absolutely <laughs> yes um yeah i mean you know now now that i've jumped around a lot like i, I kind of know what are the things that i'm personally looking for in a team makeup i know the questions to ask too that i experienced within that first 90 days that really can can help me understand if it's the right place for me or not and and so i've gotten really good at that and and partly due to just failing, right? I've, I've tried so many times to find what, what's my right next fit. And, and uh, you know, I've just been diligent of, and, and, you know, not putting up with something that um, I'm not really on board with, or, you know, uh, see myself kind of learning and, and getting all the things that I need out of my career. And um, so, so I think with that, like I setting myself up appropriately for that environment is, is important. So asking the right questions, what really matters to you? Is it the way that they treat the resources? Is it the way that they prioritize? Um, you know, is it the way that they empower their employees? Like, are the, what are the things that matter to you and make sure that you understand that going into it and, you know, more tactically for me, um, you know, getting up to speed is hard, especially when you're at a larger company that has 
somewhat of a, like a really solid onboarding process. And then you go to another company that doesn't have any onboarding process at all. And you're kind of just thrown into the thick of it where, yeah, you're just asking questions, right? I mean, that's the biggest thing that I've learned is just continue to ask, continue to listen. And, um, you know, you are there for a reason. They brought you on because of your expertise or your skills, or you're really good fit for the role, but don't take that as, you know, the, the, yeah, it's uh, not an excuse. It, yeah. Not the excuse to, yeah. to not really do that homework and listen, because I think in some instances where I've come on as, Oh, I'm the expert in my industry, in my profession, and you're bringing me on. I'm, you know, I feel that, Oh, I should be, you know, I should know what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> and and, and in, when you're in that mindset, you, you can't really listen. You can't grow. You can't get the information that you need. You can't embed yourself into the team appropriately. So be humble, you know, ask questions yeah. and really listen. I think that's the easiest way to get up to speed quick. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that. It's like, you can't have your own assumptions, but I do think there's a, you know, one, one thing I, I do thing is that you got to have this ability to kind of think on your feet, right? One of the hallmarks I oh, think absolutely. of product as you get higher into that career state, right? Like a principal PM, at, at the, you know, where I'm going in, you know, I, I know what I would have expected in that role when I was leading it is, you know, Hey, we need you to be able to synthesize information, you know, mm. at the speed of light and, right. you know, and I, maybe that's not an unfair place to put for myself, but I think about it in terms of like, yeah, this is what I would have expected, you know, out mm-hmm. of this role. I bought it, never actually had any principal PMs. We, we kind of always stopped at senior and, you know, we never really got into the staff or principal levels because a lot of the strategic work that would traditionally get owned by those roles ended up getting owned by, um, you know, your, your groups and your directors. And, mm-hmm. you know, in, in this case, it's kind of interesting to, you know, listen, but I think it's like, listen and critically think about what you're hearing. Mm. Right. That's, that's where I would say like, you know, we, we want people to get up to speed. If I was being self, you know, being self-critical of myself, it's like, I want to be able to not only listen, but I spend a lot of time in between meetings or in between conversations, honestly, just reflecting and just thinking about, you know, what is it that I've heard? What does this mean? What is this how is this strategy linked together? You know, what parts am I missing in this story for me to complete my, my viewpoint? And those are actually the things that I'm trying to take a lot of notes on right now. I want to tell you a story. Um, when I first started, um, my job at, um, the company I was at prior to Chuzel, um, you know, I, I met this, this mentor that I really liked during that interview process. His name was Andrew. And, um, he really, you know, helped me, um, understand, you know, what the job was, what the opportunity, what looks like. And, and it was just someone I could see that I could learn a lot from and, you know, met the rest of the team. We met, you know, um, Phil, Ronnie, all these other folks. And, you know, I was so excited to get on board and we, uh, um, it, it was funny because we were all kind of like-minded. We all had beards. And one of the first things that they said <laughs> at the time, it was really fun. Oh, great. He has a beard. He's in. <laughs> so that was, it was kind of a funny story that we were, uh, um, uh, you know, as I was interviewing and onboarding. And um, now, now, Lou, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Who was the first person's name that I um, brought up? 
was his name Ronnie? <laughs> no, it was not. Oh, um, yeah. So, so what I wanted to illustrate with that story is the concept of active and passive listening. And I think when we're in these roles, um, you know, actively listening and caring about those specific details can really tremendously grow your career because you, you, you pick up on those nuances. So not just, you know, multitasking as product managers do and just like checking in and out and just, uh, I'm totally not, I'm totally not going to lie. While you, while you said that I was half spilling tea on myself. <laughs> so I totally was well, multitasking. There you go. There you go. So I think, you know, as you get a point illustrated, you're, <laughs> point illustrated, right? Yeah. And you're asking these questions, you're learning about the systems you're trying to onboard quick, take that opportunity to truly process what those people are saying. Right. And, and yeah, it, it's hard. Right. And in one way you can do that is, um, you know, don't interrupt and uh, repeat back what they say so that you understand. I think that's a great opportunity to do that, to, to just reiterate, make sure I understand this um, and to really just fully listen, right? Repeating for clarity. So I think when you do that, you, you just turn into that active listener and helps your, you know, helps you get up to speed. But thank you for being my guinea pig on that, Lou. <laughs> yeah thanks <laughs> it makes me feel stupid this morning no no it's funny because <laughs> I, I was just i was just in a group yesterday and we had talked about this concept and i completely failed at it too so you're not alone <laughs> and uh i don't think others that are listening to this would have answered you know any better than you would have so i think that's just something to just keep in mind as you, as so, you get up to speed it's so order. true yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, and it's funny you say that too, and that means applying it probably to all situations. Cause one of the things I I've like, um, I've realized, you know, even at Ibotta is that I got so, I was already firing on all cylinders. And as a result, like you're making those mind relationship maps like so quickly. And now, you know, as you kind of said, I'm making a pretty diligent note right now to take notes. Okay, you, you know, know when I love I'm, it. Yeah, every every media man, every one on one, just hey, like let me just like I I've got pages of notes at this point, and just I feel like the process of taking the notes and thinking about them is like you know really triggering the memory stuff that I need to have in order to like make it happen. And obviously, I should be taking notes on this conversation too. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I but. You're totally yeah. right. I mean, that really helps. And, um, you know, some good ways to do that. I love the notes app on Mac. Um, yeah. I've also kind of experimented with notion a bit, but anything that's like searchable and indexable is really great because then, you know, Oh, I'm having a conversation with this person or, Oh, I remember that they talked about that, but that's your kind of passive brain. Right. And then you can kind of refer to those notes, but I think, you know, retaining and referencing two different things, um, but, but the, the referencing is super helpful, right? Because then you can potentially, you know, go through multitasking and, and continue to, to learn and grow and really focus in on what matters. Um, so there, there's pros and cons to that approach, but I think it, it's, I love note-taking. So yeah. What, yeah. what, uh, what are your best practices there, Lou? Yeah. So I'm, I mean, I, similar to you use like the notes app on Mac. I feel like it's actually pretty strong. It's right there when I need it. And I just have things kind of categorized into like conversations about people. Like, am I learning about the person? Am I learning about 
the product? Am I learning about how we market it? And so I just tend to like bucket things into a few different categories. And usually just as soon as I like start a conversation, I, I kind of like, it clicks into my mind, like, okay, what are we here in this conversation for? And then I'll just like quickly throw this, you know, throw the notes app up and just have it there. And maybe I only write a few sentences or, you know, a few bullet points, or sometimes like it's pages, you know, it's like, I'm having a conversation about architecture and I'm trying to learn what the system is like. And so I'm just documenting it down. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, those are super helpful. I mean, the architectural diagrams like that, if, if you don't have that as a, as a part of your onboarding process, I mean, that can go a long way for understanding. And then it's just reiterating, especially I think if you, you know, coming on board as a PM, if you understand your space, the area of yeah. ownership that you influence and you have all that material, it's so much easier for you to get up to speed. Yeah. Um, I think but, there's, uh, there's a, actually there's a fundamental question I, I've learned to ask. And I think this is something I would encourage any PM to ask when you go to a new business and you're working on a new product, it is tell me where the business logic lives. Does it live in the mm -hmm. user experience? Does it live in the back end? Does it live in a service? <laughs> tell me where the business logic is it mixed. <laughs> yeah. That is one of the most one of the most thought provoking questions you can ask to anybody is just to describe where does this decision happen? And if you're in the, let's say you're on the UX, right? Is that decision being made in the user experience? Is it being made on some service? Like, and then you're just rendering the output, you know, what does that look like? And I feel like that's mm -hmm. one of those, you know, for me, the biggest questions that I ask early on, you know, is just, where does that business logic live and what is it? I love that. Yeah. Usually it's in one person's head. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, and, um, yeah, it, it looks like, uh, um, want to assign some homework and, and, uh, get some folks some tangible at next steps here. So we talked a lot about like getting up to speed and the differences and, and, you know, there's a process way to look at this. There's also the tangibles, um, and what what kind of piece of homework or advice would you give our listeners this week? Oh man, I'm going to say there's as in, as in, as somebody who you know we joined this podcast. I was new at Ibotta. It's been a while, and changing careers is a good thing. I think it helps you learn, and going outside of your comfort zone is a place that we need to be in. And the second thing that I would say is just because it's different doesn't mean that there isn't good things to be learned, and I'm recognizing that with every single day, every new process I would treat as a blessing that you see and be able to carry that in your career. Cause if you can say, Hey, you know what? Okay. Now I've had the opportunity to work with remote engineers in different countries. Excellent. You know? Right. So that's what I, that's what I would say is one, if you're thinking about doing it, do it uh, in terms of changing <laughs> career and two, sure. embrace what you can learn from any new post. Um, yeah, I, I would say, uh, just become a better listener in general. I think that's in, that's a new thing for me that I'm learning and getting better at, but, uh, some, some tangibles you could do there is just, um, don't kind of, uh, wait for the other person to stop talking or interrupt them to then tell them your thoughts, right. Yeah. Really just take the time to ask questions and understand, especially when you're trying to get up to speed on that new system and product and customer journey and their personas. Like there's so much rich information for you to just take in. And so ask good questions 
and really process it, really take that time to process it. And ask for, I would say, add one more thing, ask for clarity, right? If you process something and say, hey, I'm what I'm hearing is telling me X, Y, and Z, is that correct? Mm, you know? Yeah, I love yeah. the repeating. Yeah, that's that's great. A, That's what I always try to do is I listen and then I process it and then I say it back in a way that I think it makes sense to me. Yes. And I ask if it's correct. Love that. That's yeah, a great way to like make sure that you process, understand, understand, right, what they're communicating. They might say, oh, that's incorrect. And then that helps you better uh, understand the system better. So yeah. love it. Cool. Great. Well, um, okay. So I have a uh, task slash challenge for the crew today, uh, for, for those listening. Um, take a screenshot of you listening to this episode. Um, if you want to take a picture, make it interactive, have at it, um, be creative with it, share that on your social and tag us and you will get a chance to win a free coffee from us. Um, so I will send, uh, you know, we'll, we'll communicate with you directly, but just make sure you tag us so we understand who it is and what we'll be in touch with you. So, um, yeah, we're, we're only going to do that for this week that this episode is live. And so get after it, looking forward to it. Um, get creative with it and uh, yeah looks like we finished up our coffee so go a little up this has been product coffee produced and engineered by me Kevin Gentry through our podcast partner anchor you can now record a voice message and send us ideas or topics to cover and who knows we might end up playing it on the show you can also become a supporter of product coffee by contributing a monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes please rate review and subscribe to product coffee on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts